Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The first time I think I spoke with John Zogby about the state of uh, the union or the state within the state in the U.S., how well Americans are getting along with each other was about four years ago. In the interim, I've seen headlines like, is the U.S. falling apart? That was a recent op-ed headline. We have U.S. states forming secession movements, not officially, but within the states, there are secession movements. Um, and some of them are quite strongly in place, like California and uh, in Texas. Political parties and leaders are at each other's throats, proverbially at least, heading for the midterm elections. So are Americans turning on each other? As I said, we first broached this issue with our guest four years ago. John Zogby is the chairman of John Zogby Strategies, one of America's leading pollsters, op-ed writers, network news commentators, and author of We Are Many, We Are One. John, how are you? And good to have you with us. Good to be back with you, Roy. I'm, I'm fine, thanks. So your country, the U.S. flag flies alongside, and I've seen this, political declarations, angry denunciations of certain politicians and policies. We have U.S. Supreme Court justices confronted in restaurants and at their homes, circled by groups of people who are unhappy with their decisions, and the White House doesn't denounce the Supreme Court justices being harassed. And we have the unhappy response of people who believe in Donald Trump. 75 million Americans voted for Trump in 2020. We have that situation developing as the uh, search took place in Mar-a-Lago. How do you put that all together? How healthy is your country today? Well, it's not, and it transcends um, issues like inflation and abortion and so on. I, I, I think the overriding issue we're dealing with today is um, the future of, of democracy in the United States. Whether there's secession or not secession, the fact that you have two political parties who are now at a stage where they do not recognize the legitimacy of the other party or recognize the legitimacy of elected candidates from the other party um, essentially those who deny the six million vote uh, uh, victory by joe biden uh, and actually run for office with that as part of their uh, part of their platform by the same token um, you, you have even the minority leader uh, mitch mcconnell of the United States Senate saying we're going to lose in November because we, the Senate that is, because we've put up terrible candidates. That's quite an admission, especially, um, you know, coming in August. Bottom line, though, is democracy is being challenged. It used to be the two parties disagreed over interpretation of the Constitution, but you have strong elements uh, in at least the Republican Party, I have to say, who don't seem to uh, bend to the Constitution at all unless it agrees with them. So what is it exactly then? And maybe it's not possible to pinpoint it exactly. But what is it that's dividing 
Americans. And we used to say, well, there's a north-south division in the U.S. We have an east-west division in this country. There might be an east-west division in the U.S. It might be the northeastern corner against the southwestern corner because they don't really understand each other. That might have been an argument that would have put forward years ago, John. But what is dividing Americans in 2022? If I summed it up, if I could, in two words, it would be change and technology. First of all, the change is bigger than uh, the new technologies, uh, social media, the fact that one person could get four million followers now and, um, and, and wreak some havoc. But it, it's, it's also that the, the capacity now to uh, beam hate, beat uh, beam rejection um and uh you know and and that sort of thing and capture a following on it in addition to that the change has to do with race and ethnicity these uh this kind of racial hate has existed and and reared its ugly head but now uh, with platforms uh, that white supremacy can have and uh, anti-militant, anti-immigration. Um, uh, it's such that w- what's congealing is a fear of the United States becoming a majority-minority nation, and actually sooner rather than later. It's, it's a fear of change to the point where people are saying, there's, uh, and especially among those over 50, uh, and male. Uh, hey, my United States is not what it used to be. It used to be white. Um, it, it used to be um, the familiar institutions that I could count on. Um, uh, I can't count on them uh, anymore. That the United States, whatever the United States said throughout the world was, you know, worth platinum, and now nobody listens to the United States anymore. It, it's all sorts of change. Um, coming all at once, and an inability or a lack of desire or a misunderstanding of, you know, what it means in my life. Um, at the same time, there is the technology. I've mentioned the social media, but you've got displacement at work. You've got displacement do, uh, because of COVID. You've got a change in attitude towards work and the workplace, my community, where I live, how I work. Um, and it's a lot for people. Do you think? Some people. Yeah. Do you think, and I, I watch and listen to what uh, leading politicians say to each other uh, at a distance and say about each other even at a greater distance. And it's not polite. It's not pleasant. It certainly doesn't um, lead to any dialogue that is going to be meaningful and, and, and positive. Do you believe there's a situation that could exist in, in, in the United States where secessionist movements, and we know they're strong in Texas and California, maybe other states as well. Do you believe secessionist movements could carry the day? Could there be a situation where internally the United States starts to, I never thought I would ever say this, break up? Uh, Roy, I actually do. And the thing I'm trying to get my arms around right now is uh, whether or not the time has come for that. I I mean, if, if, if we are in a situation where there is no longer a common set of values. And at the top of that is democracy. And among that is, is um, 
uh, is, is race and racial justice. Um, if there is a rejection of the not only the values but the the rule of law of the of the Constitution, then yes, I, I think um, uh, it's within the realm of possibility. And, and going back to what I was saying earlier of the power of social media and the ability of I mean, one doesn't have to raise a billion dollars anymore. Yeah, uh, that's right. You know, to to capture a following and right. to manipulate a vote or win a vote. Yeah. So there are midterm elections coming up in November, which could change the balance of power in the U.S. government in Washington. If the Republicans gain control of the Senate, have the House, then that essentially would uh, just make Biden a lame duck, which people argue mm-hmm. he already is. But then uh, then what, John, in about, we have about a minute left, and I thank you for being flexible with the time that we have today. Mm-hmm. Then comes 2024, and if Donald Trump is running again, and if Biden isn't and somebody else is for the Democrats, then... <laughs> I don't know if the answer to this is to you. Then what? Well, first of all, let's go back to what you said, and I know I've got less than a minute now. Um, I, I'm not so sure we're looking at uh, at a Republican victory in November. I think the Senate is is looking kind of dicey for the Republicans. Uh, I said, I said, the if, House yeah. is concerned. Projections went from a pickup of 35 to 40 seats for the Republicans to now seven to nine seats. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of momentum on the Democratic side. I, I don't know, and I can't project. We have two or three lifetimes between now and the time that people actually vote, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's going to be very competitive. Now, about 2024, uh, I, I don't know. I would not rule out a, a Biden run if he continues to have momentum, if he wins uh, in November, um, uh, you know, keeps control of both houses. It's not likely, but it, it very well could happen. Um, on the other hand, who's the bench? I don't think you look at the usual cast of characters, you know, from the vice president and from inside Washington. I think you look at a governor or a mayor, actually, somebody outside, but somebody who's competent and can manage. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.